After having watched the one and only vice presidential debate and having seen the debacle involving the two tops of the tickets the previous week, clearly this is a process that needs fixing. And here's how to do just that. First, lose the role of moderator. What questions are asked, or just as important, not asked, can skew the advantage to one side or the other. Even in the so-called town hall format, some entity, a producer, what have you, is going to determine whose query gets included. It would be far more revealing to have the candidates ask the questions of each other. Then you'd know what they consider important and priorities. Also, you all but eliminate the prospect of questions being leaked in advance, as was alleged four years ago. Give them strict allotted times for opening and closing statements to ask what they will, give answers, rebuttals, and electronically shut off the mic of their opponent during those times to prevent interruptions. Similarly, cut the mics when time expires to ensure exactly equal time. This is all managed through colored light cues and a countdown clock. There, problem solved. That wasn't so hard, now was it? Yes, it will be more demanding of the candidates, but they are, after all, seeking the highest office in the land, arguably the world. If I can figure this out, why can't the National Debate Commission? You tell me. My email is frank at perfectlyfrankpodcast.com. Speaking of your emails, here's what some of you had to say when I asked if you agreed with naturalist Sir David Attenborough's concerns that climate change has us on the precipice of doom. Mike wrote, I'm not a denier, but I did watch an internet video that claims solar and wind power cannot realistically replace fossil fuels for our energy needs. Seems like we're between a rock and a hard place. Mike, I checked out the link you sent me for that video. I will just say this. While they make a plausible case throughout history when new technologies emerged, there were always naysayers claiming they could never take the place of the old ways and be cost-effective. The one thing these arguments had in common was, over time, they tended to be proved wrong. Abby had this to say, I find it ironic that those disputing climate change identify themselves as conservatives. You'd think, if anyone, they would want to conserve the planet. Even if the scientists were wrong, why wouldn't we want to err on the side of, here it is again, conservatism? What's the worst that could happen? We'd have cleaner air and water? I'd say that's a better outcome than the trillions of dollars we've wasted on wars in my lifetime that got us nowhere. It's not as if we can just move to another 
planet if we totally screw this one up. I don't see where we have a choice but to accept some sort of Green New Deal. Abby, I think you just put yourself in the running for our $100 email of the month prize. I thank you all for your participation. Before I close, a reminder that if you're visiting or live in Las Vegas, I hope you will join me for the best Italian food in town at Trattoria Italia on Eastern Avenue. I'll be there at the piano for your dining pleasure. We call it Fridays with Frank. I look forward to meeting you. Until next time.